0: in heaven we have come to you again and our hearts are singing and praising you and thanking you we come before you Lord because you are not just a teacher to listen to you are our God and we have come to worship you Lord we look into your eyes this morning as we sing oh because you are God over all. You are God over our lives. You are God over our circumstances. You are God over this nation. You are God. And none can be compared to you. Thank you for being our Father. Thank you for calling us to be your children. Thank you for giving us hope in you. Thank you for your promises that will not fail. Thank you for standing by us. Thank you for clothing us with your beauty and your glory. Thank you for your mercy and thank you for your grace. Help us, oh God, to listen to you. Grant us understanding that the word that comes to us, King of glory, will apply it in our lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Son. Thank you, Holy Spirit In Jesus mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Please sit comfortably in the presence of our God and our Father. We thank God for another beautiful day in His presence. We continue with our inheritance in Christ. And we have over the weeks we have been told and we clearly understand that the heir is someone who gets what the father gives. Someone who is an heir either by birth or is an heir by adoption or is a collateral heir because they share blood relationships. For us in the church, The heir is one who is born again. That one who has the hope of glory. That one who has a glorious inheritance through the death and resurrection of Christ Jesus. Is that one who has a right to everything that the Father through Jesus gives and everything that belongs to the Father. For the church and for us, Titus chapter 3, verse 5 to verse 7, says to us that this inheritance is not because of our intelligence. It's not because of our abilities. This inheritance is not because of our hard hard work. It's not because of of our righteousness. It's purely by the grace and mercy of God. It says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which He shared on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. That being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So, for us in the church, we are looking at people who are saved by grace, our opening hymn says, it's grace, grace, grace that has brought us this far, it's grace that is making us sit in the presence of God, it's grace that is making us walk in the likeness of our Father. So when we are talking about this inheritance, we are looking at the kind of inheritance that God gives to us as his children. And the first one that we have there is James chapter two verse five. He says, "We are heirs of the kingdom." So the heir of the kingdom. He says, "How my beloved brethren had not God chosen the poor of this world rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which He has promised to them that love Him?" So He has promised us a kingdom, and that kingdom is not just above. The kingdom starts from here. And that's why we are children of the kingdom. And as children of the kingdom, we have also the grace of life. So it gives us also, as heirs, we become heirs of the grace of life. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. It says, likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, Giving honor to, unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. So we are here Paul is telling us that what can we get? What can we get? Oh, Peter, sorry, Peter is telling us what do we get here as heirs together, husband, wife, co workers. Joint heirs with Christ Jesus. No one is superior. No one is inferior. But companions together. So that one thing will happen to us. That our prayers may be heard. So when we see ourselves as co-heirs, joint heirs, companions. Working in the grace of life. Kingdoms will move for us. Because we are children of the kingdom. Demons will sub- be subject to us because the children of the living God are on their knees. The Lord will grant us understanding in the name of Jesus. There's something else that comes. We, have, we are heirs of righteousness. So we see in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7, He says, by faith Noah, being one of God of things not yet, not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by what? Faith. So without faith, we cannot be righteous. Without faith, we cannot please God. But Noah, through faith, he entered into this inheritance as an heir of righteousness, which is also open for us. Something follows. We are the heir of promise. The father has made promises and throughout his book and his word to us, there are promises. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 17. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 17. He says, we are for God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirm this by an oath. In his promise to Abraham, where we become heirs of the kingdom, heirs of promise, God could not do anything but to swear with an oath that in blessing, I will bless you. If that works for Abraham, it will work for us because we are seed, the seed of Abraham. And so we are heirs to this kingdom. And so we are heirs of promise. One thing else that comes is eternal life. And that is what we read in, in, in Titus chapter three. It talks about the eternal life, heirs of eternal life. And that is the eternal life that we're all looking for. Empowered by the blood of Jesus, given to us freely, and by the power of the Holy Ghost, that we can enjoy all things that belong to the Father. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 21. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 21. It says, therefore. Let no man glory in men. So if we begin to glory in men, we are looking for trouble. We are not supposed to glory in men. Why? For all things are yours. If you have all things, do you need to go to somebody else to ask for them? No. All things are yours. And if we read further, verse 22, it says, whether Paul or Apollos or Kephas or the world the world, or life, or death, or things present, or things to come, all are yours, all. And the Father has given unto us because we are in Christ, and Christ is in God. So if we are in Christ, everything that is God's belongs to us because Christ is in God. So if a child is in a family, everything that belongs to the Father belongs to the family, belongs to the mother, they are all His. And so here we even have a bigger father. We have a bigger person who is bigger than the world. Who created the world. The Bible tells us that the heavens of the heavens even cannot contain him. He made the earth his footstool. And this is our father. So that we can have all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Praise the Lord. So if we are the owner of all things, why are we not showing Ownership We know that when you see a princess or a prince You see royalty in them If somebody is truly a princess Somebody is truly a prince of the kingdom You see royalty in that person But do we see royalty in ourselves? Do you yourself see royalty in you? That somebody else on the outside can see royalty in you? Are we manifesting the beauty that the Lord has given unto us, the glory of God that He has put upon us, are we manifesting? So we are. The, 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 the Bible tells us in Romans eight nineteen that there is an expectation, and people are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. We are the sons of God. Are we manifesting? For you want to really manifest. When you see royalty in somebody, we are looking at that person who is an heir of the kingdom, the heir of grace, the heir of salvation, the heir of righteousness, the heir of eternal life. What is that thing or those things that we will see in this individual? If we take a look at a big house, a big family, when people come together to eat do the slaves in the house, in the house join in the table, on the table? No. But the food has been prepared in the kitchen. And everybody in that house can eat. So everybody is a beneficiary. And that's why the sun is shining on everyone. The rain comes down on everyone. There's no, there, there's no place that, they say rain does not fall, even in the desert. They have the things that they enjoy there that God has given unto them. So if rain falls on the earth, it falls on everyone under the sun. If the sun is shining, it shines on everyone under the sun. So everyone is a beneficiary of the goodness of God. But would we call everyone an heir? No. So when the food is served in today's world where there are are dining tables and dining sets, when the food is served, the servants of the house don't come to the table. Some will eat in the car. Some will eat in the boys' quarters. Some will eat in the kitchen. Some will not even have to sit to eat. Some will stand to eat because somebody is still eating. But here, we're looking at ourselves as heirs who will sit at the table with the father, who will sit at the table with the king, who the king will say take this take whatever you want to take the slave cannot take whatever he wants to take he'll be given so we are looking at that person that child who is manifesting what the whole world is waiting for to see which is the manifestation of the sons of god so what are we supposed to manifest or who should we be what should we see as our reality the first thing we see Is that the child, the heir of the kingdom has the spirit of God. He has the spirit of God. Romans chapter 8 verse 9. Romans chapter 8 verse 9. Romans chapter 8 verse 9. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So, the will have the spirit of God. The air is led by the spirit of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Romans 8, 14 is led by the spirit. It says, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are what? They are the sons of God. Slaves are not led by the spirit of the father. They are led by, by force. But we have the spirit of the father. And so we have the spirit of God in us, and we are led by this spirit. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Matthew 7, 21. He says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of God. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. So the heir does the will of the Father. So the heir will always do the will of the Father because it's the Father's instruction. It's the Father's will. And he is part of the Father, so he will always do that. And he does not consent to sinners. He says, my son, do not consent to sinners. When they deceive you, when they try to lure you out of the kingdom, lure you out of your inheritance, do not consent to them. So the child, the, the heir of the kingdom does not, or the son of the kingdom that is manifesting, does not consent to sinners, and it does the will of the father. Romans 8, 15. It says, it does not fear. The air has nothing to fear. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to do what? To fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So that person that we're looking at, that heir that we're looking at has nothing to fear and is not troubled because the peace of God, which passes understanding, is with Him. The Lord says, My peace I give to you, my peace I live with you. So if we have all those, there's nothing to fear. We shall be like the tree that is planted by the streams of water. And Psalm 112 that we read tells us that there's nothing that will move Him. Nothing. Why is He not moved? Because the Father is in charge. I don't know if you have read the story of you have heard the story of a, a, a young girl who was on a flight. And the flight was very, very turbulent. Very, very turbulent. But everyone was panicking. You know how it is. Everybody was panicking. But this young girl, little girl, just sat there and was watching her cartoon and was enjoying herself. So the person who sat next to her said, Are you not afraid of all this noise and all this turbulence? She answered, my father is the pilot. So she asked come. nothing can happen to her. She's not moved because she knows the father will not deliberately crash the plane. So whatever the turbulence, well, let it come, like they say, bring it on. She's, she's comfortable. That is where we should be. That is what our positions should be. That nothing will move us. That is not to say there will not be problems. That is not to say there will be a time that it will look like we are facing a brick wall and nothing seems to be working. No, we are not saying those times will not come. And so we are not saying that once you you are called the heir of the father, everything becomes beautiful. Mm -mm. Even for Jesus, it was not all beautiful. So when the challenge comes, what we are saying is that you are not moved because you shall be like a tree that is planted by the stream. Of water. That is not afraid that rain is not falling. That is not afraid that there's drought in the land. There's no afraid because it's getting its source from the roots that are there and it's bringing up fruits upwards. The Lord will grant us understanding in the name of Jesus. There's something else that happens. This child, this heir, this son of the kingdom has. Knowledge of his inheritance. He has knowledge of the, his inheritance. Bible tells us that a man who is in honor and does not know it is worse. Is worse than a beast. Psalm 49, verse 20. Psalm 49, verse 20. He says, "Man that is in honor and understandeth not is like a beast that will do what that will perish." God will not let us perish, but will open our eyes and grant us understanding. He will give us the knowledge to see and give us the wisdom not to be foolish in the name of Jesus. One thing else that happens, he sees the father's love and he enjoys the father's love because the child that the father loves is the child that is often what? Often what? When you love a child, is the child that is often chastised. If you love somebody and the two of you are walking together and the child or the, anybody hits his, his leg or his foot against the stone, there's something you are likely to say. You are, you are, you are concerned. I said, did you see? should have seen it. It's because you are concerned. If you are not concerned, okay. The journey continues. But the father shows his love. And the heir sees the love of the father. And that is why it tells us in John 1 John chapter 3 verse 1 that we see he sees the love of the father. God will open our eyes so that we will behold the manner of love that the father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. The world may not know it. Others may not know it, but the son and the heir of the kingdom knows it that is enjoying the love of the father. The air does not eat with pigs. The air does not eat with pigs. So the prodigal son was eating with pigs. That wasn't his place. His father had a kingdom that he should go and enjoy. My mother told me a story about this man that is called Ida. Ida was a slave to the big man in the city. Big man, on this occasion, the man was invited to a wedding ceremony in another kingdom. He was. He decided to take Ida with him. He then. De- he, he made the big ashoki that they wear to weddings at that time. They call it etu. So he made that big garment, made his own, and made for Ida. Both of them dressed as big people. Ida, the slave, the man didn't tell anybody that Ida is not his son. They got to the wedding. They were lavishly entertained. Lavishly. They finished, you know how people sit over a keg of palm wine when food has been taken and they were enjoying the the, the day. Ida sneaked out behind and went to the dustbin, and started licking the leaves of the moimoi moi that he had already eaten. When they saw him, they came to the man and said, Your son is, is licking leaves outside. After he, we had fed you, he should have told us that he's not had enough. would have given him. He said, is my slave. Is not my son. And so he said, Ida is the one that will tell everybody that he's a slave. I'm not the one to tell anybody. But Ida himself told everybody that he's a slave. A slave will always remain a slave. But a slave can become a, an heir by adoption. In Ida's case, he did not become an heir, he still saw himself as a slave. A child. A son, an heir, does not eat at the dustbin. God will show us mercy. That will live above this plane where we are and begin to live as true heirs of the kingdom in the name of Jesus. An heir takes away unbelief. He has faith in the Father. And so when the Father's promises are read, when the Father's promises are made, He has faith. He does not disbelieve the Father. He knows that the Father that says it, he will surely bring it to pass. He holds on to the word of the Father. The word of the Father is quick and sharp and to always accomplish everything that he sets out to accomplish. And he does not forget the word because the word says to him, I will not leave you and I will not forsake you. The says, I will be your shield and I will be your guide. He says, I will be a rock unto you where you can always hide. He says, I will always go with you. He says, no evil shall befall you. Neither will any plague come near your dwelling. These are the promises of the Father. And He says, I will guide you continually. Every step, I will guide you. I will order your steps, all right? So, it's, uh, uh, the, the, the heir of the kingdom remembers these words of the father and when things are not working right, he stands and says but God said but God said and then he's able to go on and face the world and so he can say because my father lives I can face tomorrow, because my father is the owner of everything I also own everything Everything, he says, are yours. Nothing hidden. Nothing kept in the corner. Everything are yours. All things are yours. The heir also keeps the commandments of the father. And he follows instructions. When he says, do not, he knows that father says, do not. When he says, go, he says, it means go. So he understands he obeys the commands of the father first john chapter 3 verse 24 first john chapter 3 verse 24. he says he that keepeth his commandment dwelleth in him and he in him and where hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit that he hath given us so it's the spirit that is going to help us it's not our energy it's not our abilities It's not our ability to be able to read the word of God. You can read the Bible in three days. Doesn't mean anything. You can read it in 10 years. Maybe it will make some meaning. But we are not reading a literature book. We are reading a book that is full of promises. A book of eternal life. A book for only heirs of the kingdom. Whether by birth by adoption, or by blood relationships. Again, the person who keeps the commandments, follows the instructions, remains in the word, and continues in the word. Again, he bears fruits. He says by their what? By their fruit, you will know them. By their fruit. You can say Abba, Father, you can say Lord, Lord, but what kind of fruits are we bringing out? Are we bring in our fruits of joy, of peace, of mercy. Peace is far from you. You are very difficult to even live with. Very difficult. Nobody can. And you say you are an A. God, we have mercy on us. God, we have mercy on us. What kind of fruit are you bringing up? The fruit of love. The fruit of gentleness. You are not like hot pepper. Hot uh, oil when water drops inside, cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. Anybody that's around is in trouble. And you are an heir of the kingdom. By their fruits, ye shall know them. The heir lives without condemnation. So there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. He says, There is therefore now no condemnation. No condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus so as long as we are in Christ Jesus led by the spirit of God filled with the spirit of God doing the things that the father will want us to do at all times obeying instructions keeping to his word there is no condemnation for us an heir does not live in sin 1 John chapter 3 verse 6 1 John chapter 3, verse 6. Whosoever abideth in him does what? Sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth had not seen him, neither known him. So for us to be heirs, sin must be far from us. We can fall into sin, not deliberately, but we ask of the Father, that his blood will clean us and make us whole. So we can live without sin. It's possible. But don't look at those big sins. And There's no small sin. There's no big sin. Don't look at those ones that we always talk about. Look at those ones that is in the corner of the heart. That only you know. The other person does not know. Only you. The only thing that can bring it out is the x-ray of God. But you ask God to x-ray your heart so that you live above sin and be a true heir. A true heir does not turn away from the father. A true heir stays with the father. And Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 19 says, He does not turn away. He will not turn away. He will stay. He says, and shall not, and shall not turn away from me. Children will not turn away from their fathers, irrespective of what they may be going through. Whatever we may be going through, we should not turn away from the father. Rather, we should turn to the father and let him carry us through. The heir rules over all. He says, everything is yours. Everything in the kingdom is yours. So everything in the, if, if everything in the kingdom is yours, you have authority to rule over them. Rule over everything. He has given us that power to rule over everything. And he has also given us power that we set our affections on things that are above. He says, if you then be risen with Christ, set your affections on the things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth. So the air is seeking eternity. He's seeking the will of the Father. He's seeking the tomorrow with the Father where we all reign unendingly with an unending joy and unending praise to him who bought us with the blood of his Son. It is possible that truly you are an heir. There's no doubt about that. Born again, spirit-filled, tongue blasting, you are an heir. But are you manifesting? Would people see you and see royalty? Would people see you and say, this indeed is, a, is an heir of the kingdom? Truly you are an heir. But if we remember the, the story of, of, of Bartimaeus, when Jesus came to him, Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? He said that I may see again so he saw before something happened, he stopped seeing now he is asking that I may see again that may be your prayer this morning that I want to be an heir truly again I am an heir but I am not manifesting but let me see again, let me walk with you again, let me remain in you again, let me be filled with the spirit again or you are like the prodigal son. He says, the Bible tells us that he came to his senses. He came to himself. He was alone, he was feeding with swine. He came to himself and said, ah, ah, Abba, this place is not where I should be. I will arise and go back to my father. Will you arise today and go back to the father? You have left the path. You are an heir. It's true, but you have left the path. The prodigal son was an heir. He's still an heir. He remains an heir. But he was not doing what he should do. Today is an opportunity to go back and do what we should be doing. Today is an opportunity to return and say, open my eyes again. Fill me afresh. Make me new again. That is for somebody who is already an heir. It's even possible that you are not even an heir at all, at all. You are just a beneficiary of the goodness of God. You are enjoying the son. You are enjoying grace that is available in your family. You are enjoying grace that is available in this ministry. You are enjoying grace that God has poured on us as Nigerians. You are enjoying the grace that God gives to the world. But you are not an heir. Today is another opportunity to so truly become an heir and begin to enjoy that which the kingdom provides for everyone that is an heir you can become an heir today and enter this that have been freely given do not remain a beneficiary do not remain a beneficiary there's something still, still higher something still more glorious, something deeper than what you are enjoying, if only you become an heir of the kingdom, shall we pray.
1: I want you to talk to God. I want you to talk to God this morning. Are you manifesting in your inheritance in Christ Jesus? Are you living out as believers who actually are a father that owns everything? Your prayer this morning is that Lord help me help me to live according to manifold blessings manifold of your grace that you have bestowed upon my life we have had the word coming to us expressly; these are making us to understand that as heirs of God, we must be conscious of what we have received from the Lord. God, help me to be conscious to live according to Your word, to live as an heir of the Father, not just a general beneficiary. But rather one that has come to one that has come to the table with the Lord, because of the blood of Jesus that has purchased you. If you are here this morning, you have not given your life to Jesus. You are not part of what we are saying. Why don't you say, God, come to my heart, take over my life. Jesus, be the Lord and the master of my life. I surrender to you. I want to be a full here of the kingdom. The scripture says the whole creation is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. Lord, let me manifest as this child of the king, as son of the king. Let my life each day portray you, portray to the world that I am indeed a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people unto God from God. I want you to pray for the speaker this morning for the servant of God who has ministered the word to us that the hand of the Lord will rest upon her more and more that the ministry that God has committed to her hand she will fulfill greater anointing will rest upon her and that she will be a full partaker of this inheritance that we speak about day in, day out Father we thank you this morning we bless your name for the word we have received from the throne. This is a unique one that you have given to us this day. Father, we ask, O God, that all the blessing that's inside this world we have received this morning. Father, we ask O God, let it impact upon every life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we ask O God that Lord, that no one that has had this word will put it by the side, but this word let it mix with faith in every heart and let it profit everyone. As we move on in our Christian journey, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Father. Thank you for your your servant that you have used this morning to minister the word. We pray for grace upon grace, in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the anointing go on the increase upon our life, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Father. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed.